We are glad you're here today. Merry Christmas. What a great week it's going to be and already is around us. A lot to celebrate because it's Christmas week. We know today's a special day because here we have uh, all of our families together. It's a great day of worship. So our service is a little different today. Uh, I begin my sermon now, actually, so there will be three different times you'll see me up here, including this time, that I'll be sharing a part of the message today. So a little bit different. We have a lot of music planned, and, and we've already had just a great time of celebration. That's what we want today. Today we are talking about the hope of the light. We've been in the series on the light, and we've talked about different elements related to the light, the light being Christ, of course. Today we're talking about the hope that's in the light. There's a great hope that we have to have. There's the hope of the future in front of us, and we'll talk about some of that as we go through the different parts of the message today. Today I want us to begin by looking at the fact from here in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. So if you have a Bible or an iPad or something like that. By the way, on our Graceland app is the message for today. It has all the areas I'll be talking about, fill in the blank areas. And the information is there. It's all on the app. So you can take that, look at it, keep it, and have it right there before you. But as we begin talking today about this hope from the light, we start by looking at a passage in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. Part of the Christmas story, part of the story that we know, a part of the story that's very important for us, as we begin looking at the hope that's in the light of Christ. That's what Christmas really is, right? The celebration of Jesus. He is the the reason we celebrate Christmas. He is the reason that makes everything different in our lives as followers of him. He is the reason that everything has changed before us, and he is at work in us in a great way. In this passage, we begin to look, if you have that passage open in Matthew chapter 1, you'll recognize this verse. He says in verse 23, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will, get, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want us to think just for a moment as we think about this light of hope, how we long for the light of hope. There's a longing in us. In this passage, matter of fact, the verse right before says in the ancient days, or it took place where there was fulfillment, what the prophets had been saying. So a long time, and a long time in the land of Israel, in the people's life, they had been longing for this hope. Now, we, want, we know what it means to long for things. There are kids in this room today that are longing for Santa to come. They're longing for Christmas morning. They're longing for that gift that they asked for, and they're looking forward to that. I and mean, that's what the word means, Right? It's looking forward to what's going to happen. It's looking forward to the gifts under the tree that you get to open, all those things. Well, here in this passage, we begin to understand that there's this longing for change. There's this longing for hope. The people of Israel had been longing for release. They had been longing for freedom. They had been longing to be set free from captivity. And all of a sudden, the longing that they had had, the longings they had hoped for, were seen in this passage. And we began to recognize, first of all, that this light, this longing for light, this was a planned happening. It had been planned. God had been at work for a long time. God had been at work since the very beginning of creation, planning for his son to arrive on earth as the incarnation God with us, so that we might understand the hope that is in the light. God has been at work in your life too. There are things that have gone on in your life. You think, man, it's out of control. What's going on around me? What is happening in my life? But we know that God's word teaches us that God has a plan for us. He has a plan for your life. 
that plan for you to be able to walk with him, to serve him, to love him, because he loves you so much, right? Because he has given so much into your life. His plan for you is evident in what God has for you. His plan for you, first of all, is that you come to know him as Lord and Savior, that you walk with him. That's his, that's his plan. That's, his, that's what he was about in this our longing for him. The second thing we see in this particular verse is not only was it a, a planned happening, but there was great purpose in what was going to happen. There was great purpose, and he tells us what that purpose is. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, in that purpose was an amazing thought. That purpose that all of Israel and all the people would have God of all creation with them. And that's an amazing thought for us. To be able to think about the fact that God of all creation is with us. And that's what he teaches us here. There's a, there's a purpose in the understanding that the coming of Christ had at his purpose that we might have a relationship with God. God who had created all things. God sometimes that we think in terms of as, as a cosmic father way out there somewhere. All of a sudden, he helps us to understand, no, God is where? He is with us. He is with who? He is with those who have become a part of the family of God. How do we become a part of the family of God? Well, by giving trust and building that relationship and having forgiveness of sin through Christ and Christ alone. And all of a sudden, this purpose makes sense. All of a sudden, this purpose of what God has done in order to put a longing in our life for him, God fills that longing, he takes that longing that we have, and he fills it with his own purpose. And that purpose is Christ. That purpose is Christ with us. That purpose is God in all of his grandeur and all of his glory and everything that he is being with you. Now, that's not only a planned happening and it's not only a purposed happening, but really, really inside that is it is such a powerful thing. It is a powerful happening of what God has done in order to have his son come into this world that we may see the power of God himself. How do we see the power of God? Well, in so many ways we saw it in Jesus, but how do you see it every day? How do you see the power of God when a new baby comes into the family? How do you see the power of God when sickness comes and healing takes place? How do you see the power of God when sickness comes and healing doesn't take place and you're able to walk through the struggles and you're able to build your life in a faith with the Lord Jesus Christ? How does powerful, how does powerful look when we begin to recognize this hope that is for us, this hope that Christ has given to us, a hope that we saw demonstrated for us not just in his birth but in his death on the cross, right? When he went to the cross in order to pay for your sin and my sin, in order to purchase for us through his blood the understanding that we might have life with Christ. Well, not only was it just a planned thing that God had done from the beginning and, and the purpose really for you and for me, but the power inside that is magnificent. The power inside of what God has done, the power to understand that God is with us sometimes is more than we can think or even understand. The very power of God himself. I love thinking sometimes that when we are praying, that we get to take the prayers of the needs of people to the very throne of God. Why? Because God was willing to take all of who he was, his planned, all of his plans, his purpose, all of his purposes, 
and his power. And he was willing to let those be on this earth so that we might experience them in a new, fresh way. We'll talk more about that as we walk through the message this morning. But as we think and as we sing together in just a moment, it all goes back to this time in history when Jesus was born in a manger so our lives would change forever. We've been talking about the light, of course, this whole time as we deal with who the light is. And as our first part of the message this morning was we're longing for the light, and Jesus shows up, right? God provides the light for us. I want us to look for just a few moments about the idea as it goes to the next scripture that we look at in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, where now we've gone past longing for the light to where we can find courage in the light. Courage in the light, because I believe that's one of the things that we need in our culture today. That's one of the things that you need in your home. That's one of the things we need in everything that we're doing is how do we as followers of Christ, how do we celebrate who Christ is? How do we long for him and then find him because he is with us? And then because of that, how do we have the courage to live that out, right? How does courage of who he is come out in our life? So in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, the writer of the gospel gives us some insight in how we might have this courage. He says, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. Now, he immediately says that the light has come. They have seen it. It's past tense. It is there. It is before us. So we have the light. The light is Christ. And now he is with us, according to Scripture, and according to as we understand it in our own experience of who he is in us. He is with us. And because he is with us, it says that they have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death. Now, that's a great phrase inside that. For those who are dwelling, that means that we are living in this shadow, in this, in this region of death. What the writer is giving us is an insight to the fact that our lives are going to come to an end. And we understand that. Because one of the things that we understand is that when we are born, we're born into a land of those who are dying. Because literally, all of us in this room at some point are going to die, right? I mean, that's going to be the process of what life is. So here the writer says that we're born into this, this shadow of this region of death. We are going to die, for it's appointed unto men once to die. But then he goes on to say, the, of them a light has dawned. This light has come. So we find that we have courage in the light because it moves us from Death to life. That's the difference. That's what the coming of Christ being with us is about. It moves us from people who are going to be in this land of death to people who are going to be in this focus of life. What this life is that we can have in Christ. This light is an understanding that the light has dawned. Jesus has come. The light has dawned into our life. Now, there's some things about this light that's very important for us. First of all, we would understand that he is consistent as the light. He is consistent. There, that is who he is. Jesus came for purpose. There was a planned happening that was going to occur. It came with power, and inside that, he stayed consistent in all those things. He was consistent in his planning, consistent in his purpose, consistent in his power into our lives so that we might have courage through this land of darkness through all that's going on around us, we have courage because he is the light for us. Not only is he consistent in that, but he also, according to God's word, is changeless. 
He is not going to change. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who he was in the power of his glory before he came as the incarnate son of Christ to this earth, as God with us in order to die on the cross, to raise from the dead for us, to break the bonds of sin and death. He is consistent in that. It is not going to change. There's nothing that's going to be changeless. He is changeless in everything that he is and all of his character and everything that he is as God, Jesus is changeless. And we read some of those scriptures that were magnificent for us to hear. They were scriptures that teach us that he is a God who is not going to change. And when we lack courage, when we lack courage to walk through these things that we're going through in life, family issues, financial issues, health issues, all the things that we all walk through in life, what we can count on is a changeless God who is there for us in Christ, who has become the one who has dawned for us. That's a great word in the scripture because it's like the rising of the sun, right? It's the dawning of the morning. It's, it's the new. And in the Old Testament, he says that his mercies are dawning for us. They're new for us every day. Why? Because he is the light into our life. And what must we do then is to understand the courage that we can have in him, the courage of who he is for us. And so we know that is constant. We know he is changeless inside that. And we know that the light is committed. He is committed to you. We find that all through Scripture, you know. We find that from the Christmas story to the very end of life of Christ, actually to the most important part, which is the book of Revelation. Because that understanding of his commitment also leads us not just to think about his coming as an infant on Christmas, but it leads us to think about his coming as a second coming when he comes back to bring his church to him, when he comes back to bring those followers into glory with him, if we are still alive on this earth, the Bible teaches we'll be caught up. If we've gone before him, we'll raise from the dead in order to see his coming. So you see this one Christ, this one that this scripture says to us, the people dwelling in darkness have seen this great light. Well, it becomes that question, have you seen that great light, right? Have you recognized that he is the one who can move you from this land of living or land of, of death into a new land of living because he has dawned upon your life so that you might indeed have the courage. And our courage is not built on us or our capabilities or what we can do, but our courage is built on him. Christ, who is constant, who is changeless, who is committed to you, who is coming again. Yet we think about this scripture and we think about this light that have dawned and we think about all the glory that Jesus had in his glory. We think about Jesus and, and everything that he had in eternity before he came to earth. We think about the kingdom of heaven where Jesus was before he chose in order to come to this place. We think about him as the king of glory, right? The king who had everything, who gave all that up so that he could provide for us courage for our life that we walk through now to understand that he is the one who has given us the light for the future. And I don't mean just for a few years, but I mean for eternity. That he gave all that up so that you might have 
eternal life. If we're longing for Christ, and then we begin to recognize who he is, and all of a sudden he's giving us courage in our life, where does that come from? Where does this joy that we sing about really come from in our lives? Now, he gives us a, a very important passage that we'll look at just for a minute in John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It really helps us to understand the real basis of what happens in our life. Because if we're longing for him, we're seeking for courage from him, how do we get there? Well, it really has to do with the fact that the light of Christ, it, its purpose, its focus, its function is to transform us to change us, to transform our lives. Read in John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, where he says, in him was life. And that's what we've been talking about, right? This light that, that he tells us really does bring about the life that we have, a new life in him. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Everyone was going to be able to recognize and to see and to know that the light was there. It was, a, it was a light that was for everyone, and the desire was to see transformation for all peoples. Now, that was a, a new concept, right? We've talked about that before. It was new in the, in the New Testament because they thought Jesus was coming as Messiah, as, as just the one for the Jewish nation. But from the very beginning, the, the prophets of old began to teach us, no, it was for all the nations. And here in John passage, he tells us the very same thing. It was for all mankind. This light was for everyone who was going to say, not only, not only for the Jewish nation, not only for America in the 21st century, but for all of mankind, all over the world, all the nations that are hearing the gospel. And that really is the transformation power of Christ. It transforms us, me as an individual, you as an individual, yet it has the power and the purpose to be able to transform all mankind. And it gives us a hint of that. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not comprehended it. The darkness has not understood it. There are some different passages or different words that that word uh, overcome means in that passage. What is he talking about? In him was life and the darkness can't overcome it. Well, we understand this transformation light has at its very foundation forgiveness. That's what he means by that. It moves us out of darkness, out of sin, out of our lostness, out of everything that holds us back from having a relationship with Christ. It moves us out of all that to an understanding that he is the one who forgives us of our sin and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. What a great focus for us on Christmas to understand it's not just about a baby being born in a manger, but there was great reason behind that, and that reason was a life that can be transformed, which is our lives, because he is the one who is willing to die on the cross in order that we might have the penalty for our sins paid for. He was the one who was willing to raise from the dead so that we could talk about the unspeakable joy, not just of his birth, but the fact that we have life in the light, and that light has overcome sin in our lives overcome the darkness of who we are. So understanding that transformation that comes about, that transforming life that we can have, transform us from being people who are walking in darkness, people who are caught in sin, to people who have new life in Christ and the light of who he is, the light of his power in us, the light of his forgiveness that frees us from all the things that are around us. Oh, it doesn't mean that we're going to not have problems 
It doesn't mean that we're not going to have issues. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have times where we utterly fail him. But we know that his word about light that's in our life doesn't change. The light that comes through Christ that we bring into our lives through trusting him, through asking him, through surrendering ourselves to him, it changes everything. It really does transform us like walking into a dark room and turning on a light, which all of us have done And that light cannot be overtaken. That smallest light that's right there may well not be the absence of light itself, but the very fact that no longer is there darkness, the absence of of darkness is, is light itself. And Jesus says that in our lives, lives that are dark with sin, when life of Christ comes in, transformation happens. And not only the, the forgiveness of that, but the faith that comes along behind that. Transforming our lives giving to us lives of faith so that when we go out into the world around us and we go out into a world that's longing for something, that's longing for they don't even know what, we have the courage to talk about our transformed life in Christ because he tells us that in him was life and he is the light of all mankind. And if he can transform our lives, oh, he has the power to transform our family and our friends and our coworkers, those around us who are struggling. And what a wonderful time of the year for us to be able to speak into their lives. But what a wonderful time of the year for the Holy Spirit to speak into your life, to remind you of your life transformed. And if your life has not been transformed by the power of Christ that today, It can be. Right here, this time, he is ready to receive you. He is ready for your surrender to him. He is ready to transform your life and to move you from darkness to light. And we pray that will happen today.